Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. We're putting up new buildings, we're knocking down the old We're working in the summer heat and in the winter cold And the labour power we sell, me boys, for a hard and weekly pay Produces mighty profits for the greedy MBA And whether we were born here or born in Italy in Greece, in Spain, or Ireland, in England, or Fiji. We all of us are workers, united we must stand, until the wealthy bludgers have been driven from our land. We face deregistration, it backfired in the face. We're not fooled by arbitration, we won't stay in our place. We hit the bosses hard and fast to win and keep our gains And break a couple of concrete pours to back our lug of claims So keep your powder dry and hold your head up high It's glass to glass and face to face, our limit is the sky We've got a fighting history and we never will be cowed Our as labour is a name to make a man feel proud And it's good morning from the Concrete Gang, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, every Sunday morning, 9.30 in the morning on 8.55 on the AM dial, 3CR Community Radio. How'd I go there, Camp? Did I get it all right? Mate, I reckon you nailed it. You nailed you, it. I, I love it when you I do that, because you stare at me, mate. Won't for me to stuff it up, are you, mate? No, just because it's the way I'm talking to the microphone. <laughs> okay. So I don't move my head. Well, it's been a big week in the construction industry, uh, Camp. There's been a lot going on with the Pro Bill going broke and a whole lot of other things going on, so we'll... Got a fair bit to talk about today, but we have brought a special guest in today. <coughs> Excuse me, uh, Adam Scroblack, uh, the new coach of Port Melbourne. Morning, Adam. How are you, mate? Yeah, good, mate. Thanks for having me. So you, this is probably the peak of your career so far, mate. Coming on the concrete gang, isn't it? Definitely a highlight. Looking forward to it. <laughs> well, listen, mate. Uh, um, well, you've taken over the the coaching job, and I have to bring up the. You know, you've stepped in the in Gary Ayres' shoes, which is, it was coached for 14 years, which did a great job. So it's a pretty tough gig in after Gary Ayres. Yeah, definitely. Obviously, he had a lot of success throughout his time uh, at Port Melbourne. I actually was an assistant coach under Gary in 2012. So know a little bit about um, the way he goes about it. And, and obviously, they've had a lot of success. So to fill those shoes is going to be a, a big role. But I think it's a new beginning, really. A lot of new players, new coaches, new program. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of change. So give the give the listener a bit of a background on your coaching career, playing career, coaching career. So yeah, yeah, playing wise, um, I played TAC Cup, um, played Vic Metro, uh, some AFL reserves, played VFL, then went back to local footy, started coaching at twenty five. My first senior coaching job was a playing coaching role uh, at Torquay, um, then from there sort of worked my way through the system. Um, I said a year with Airsy at Port Melbourne, then into the TAC Cup coaching, then in the AFL, and spent uh, seven years with the Saints. Um, and in one of those years, I was also at Frankston when they come back into the competition, which was a tough gig. That's where the grey hairs come from. Um, <laughs> but yeah, obviously now getting a, an opportunity to be a senior coach again, uh, really exciting. 
And who, who were your uh, coaches at St Kilda when you were assistant coach? Uh, Alan Richardson was the, was the first coach, and then uh, Brett Ratton took over. Um, okay. So, yeah, two two different coaches, really, um, but both got some real, real strengths. So how have you found it down the borough, mate, since you've been there? Much different than when I was there in uh, 2012. Um, the place has definitely moved along. Um, you know, the function facilities is very, really, really good. Um, you know, the funds that are within the football department now are really moving in the right direction. Um, we've got everything we need to, to have success on field. Um, and I don't think it had been that way in the past. So it's really moving in the right direction. And, and yeah, really, there's no excuse for us to not be able to start to build back into some success. Yeah, we've got the new ground now, the new surface, and, and the, the light's about to go up too. So it's going to have. Top, top of the range um, facilities, really, isn't it? Yeah, well, it, it's great for training. I know everyone sort of thinks straight away about night footy, which is amazing as well. But for us, it's you know it's really good for our training. We can lift the level on that as well, um, and then have the opportunity to play some night footy. I think the locals around Bay Street will like that, and go down for some dinner, and then come down and watch the footy and uh, get a win. Wait, you get the crowds there, mate, on the hill there drinking cans. Of, you know, you'll love it, mate. The, the mighty Borough fans down there. Yeah, looking forward to it. Hopefully, we'll give them a bit to smile about. Yeah, hopefully. Um, also, well, you, do you want to try and explain to the listeners about how we've got to get our team together? They've got all these new rules in. You can only have a certain amount of players under su- such and such an age. Do you want to try and give them a bit of a, a view on that and how hard it is to sort of coach with having to do that every week? Yeah, so it's, it's a list of 42. Um, there's 12 under 22. So they're just up out to um, 44 and 14 now. Um, so six under 22s have to play every week. Um, for us, we're, we're quite a young group anyway, so... I don't think we'll have any problem playing um, six each week. Uh, in fact, even with the 14, we'll probably have 16 to 18 kids under 22 as well. If there's a guy that's a little bit older and we've got a younger guy and there's a choice who makes that list, we'll go the younger guy um, just because to sort of start to think for the future if they're similar playing levels. Um, obviously, we do need some experience as well. So just getting that fine balance around that about performance now and experience, but also so, sort of keeping an eye on the future. Um, we've been able to attract some really quality young young guys, you know, between 18 and 22. For us, there's a little bit of a, a an edge on what we want to do. Instead of getting a guy that's 18, if we can get someone that's close to that 22 bracket, they're become, becoming a man. They've played some senior footy, and that's been a, been a thing for us. So we may have more than the 14, but they're not going to be 18-year-olds. They're going to be 21, 22-year-olds. So they've had a bit of life experience and a bit of footy experience. Do you want to give the listeners any, any a few... Uh uh, names that the players have picked up from uh, new ones this year. So, you know, any any stars, up and coming stars, or you know, yeah. So, light, light and quick as Campo, or you know, that's it, pretty much. I'm ready to go. I've been training all week. <laughs> yeah, we went after Campo pretty hard, but he's uh, the figures that he wanted were a bit too high for us. So. Oh yeah, he wanted too much money. <laughs> no, he that, he's talking about the weight figures. I think. <laughs> um, Paul Hunter, we got from the Saints, played seven games of AFL footy last year. He's going to be a big get for us in the ruck, and that was a key need for us. Uh, Marcus Lentini, we got across from Coburg. He, he's a real VFL star, so to get him across was was really good. Was he a half forward flanker? Half forward uh, on, on baller, but he's on had ball, a b- yeah. bit of feedback from the AFL clubs that he needs to play forward. So we'll we'll play him forward as well. Um, Mitch Lewis from uh, from Casey um, has, has been a real standout for us on the wing. Um, Jesse Cucanino from Box Hill, we think will really have some impact for us as well. Uh, and then it's a really a young brigade, that, a mix from VFL clubs and, and TAC Cup. So there's a lot of guys out there that have been at the aligned clubs that just haven't been able to play because they can only play a certain amount of guys that aren't on their, their AFL list. So we've seen that as an opportunity to try and get some guys in. So we've actually listed 16 guys that have had VFL experience at other clubs. Um, so we, we think that's a 
big step forward for us in, in really helping our depth. And during the week, they had the annual general meeting, and Sam Dwyer was made a life's member, semi-decorated player of the club. I uh, also played for Collingwood. He's, got, he's probably one of the most highly decorated players we've had. He, he, he went through there, ended up in Collingwood. So I, I suppose you're hoping a few of these players uh, did the same thing. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And, and he did it. You know, he come from from the country and, and made the big move up to the to the big smoke and worked his way through. And I think he did four or five years at, at Port before he sort of got a look in there. So still involved with the club. He was an assistant coach last year, and we would have loved to keep him on board. But he does live in Geelong, and he's got a young family. So. Unfortunately, couldn't keep him on the coaching panel, but he's um, he's been he's had a bit of impact already for us. So I keep in contact with him. He's given me some real good info on a lot of the players from last year, and um, yeah, some insight into the competition as well. So uh, well done and congratulations uh, yeah, to Sammy, life, life member, fantastic. He's been a great member of the club too, Salvatore. He's a member of the building. Uh, he's also involved in the construction industry too. Croyd boy, sorry, he's from Croyd. Croyd is he? Yes, bud. That's bud. Oh, okay. All right. <laughs> All right. Um, and what about uh, you've settled in all right? You've, um, I mean, I mean you, we still haven't started playing the real games yet, but I mean, you've made they've made you feel welcome down at the mighty borough. Uh, yeah. I've given you the instructions. You're not allowed to lose a home game or a game against Williamstown. Yeah, you've been you've been very strong <laughs> on that. <laughs> um, no, it's it's the club as as I said before has come a long way. Um, the expectation at Port Melbourne is always to win games of footy, especially at home, um, but to be building towards success now. When I've stepped in, we've made a lot of change, so it's not going to happen overnight, but we're really confident in the direction we're heading, and we've changed a lot of things, but the players uh, have really brought in, and the vibe around the place is very, very good. Um, So we hope to really start building. Some of the signs that we're seeing are are really strong. So whether it comes straight away or some part during the season, we're not too sure, but the way things are going, we're, we're really happy with the way things are tracking. Oh, beautiful. Well, we'll get Campo doing a few more laps and maybe you can pick him up. Yeah, I'm just waiting in the wings, mate. Just give me an opportunity. <laughs> you know, I'm ready to shine. Oh, one question is, you've got to do a fair bit of travelling now because obviously you play in Queensland, oh, you yeah. play in New South Wales. So like, how do you prepare for that? Because you just go up on the same day, I believe the believe. Yeah, so, so round one, looks like we've got GWS over in Sydney. So we'll go up and back in a day. Um, we play the Queensland teams twice, but it looks like we'll potentially stay overnight for those ones. So... Um, I guess the hard part about it is the guys that actually work. We've got guys that work full-time, so can they get out on a Friday night after work? Uh, do they need to work Saturdays? Things like just working around their employers. Uh, you play against AFL clubs, you know, that, that is their job. So yeah. these guys might be on the end of a shovel or something all day, and then they've got to pack up and, and jump on a plane and prepare to play a team that's got you know, 14, 15 AFL-listed players. So not easy, but it's... I guess that's also the experience about playing the competition. It's good experience for these young guys to be able to do that and see what it's like to prepare like an AFL player. Yeah, it's a pretty big league. How many how many clubs in the league now? There's a fair few now. Yeah, it's 22 in the competition yeah, now. Yeah, it's a big comp. So we play 18 rounds. Um, yeah, there's a number of buys in there as well. So you mightn't even play up. So three teams you won't play. Yeah, yeah. There's no. I think there's two we don't play. Um, Footscray and um, North Melbourne. Oh yeah. Okay. All right, well, that sounds, that sounds pretty interesting and uh, looks like uh, we're in for a good year, I'd say. Yeah, so, yeah, hopefully. I think you'll see, um, as I said, a lot of change, a lot of good young kids coming through. So I uh, appreciate, appreciate the support from the uh, CFMEU, uh, the ETU and our other sponsors. It, it really goes a long way to helping what we want to do on field um, when we continue to build uh, for some future success. Well, it's just the union's given a bit, bit, bit back to the local community. I think I think it's a good thing they, they've done there and... Uh, 
obviously pro build, but they're not there anymore. But there's a few builders down there. But uh, did we get the check before? They <laughs> no, we didn't. <laughs> and the um, uh, it's good that the construction industry, you know, follow the local footy teams like that. I think they should put a bit of money back in the community. You know, being young people playing sport, get them off the streets, off drugs and all sorts of things these days, off computers and games. Get them out in the fresh air, playing a bit of footy. Obviously, yeah. And plus, Port Melbourne, you know, we are the CFMU. We are a major sponsor in the ETU. It's called ETU Stadium. I even think the Concrete Gang's a sponsor as well. So Yeah, we are. So if you you should buy a membership, get online, buy a membership and become part of the borough. And hopefully we can have a good year this year. That's it. All right, Ab, thanks very much for coming in, mate. Uh, we not, you know, we, most of these shows give you a gift, but we give you nothing. Just, but, you know, just, <laughs> don't tell top, anyone. That's the type of blokes we are. We might give you a pencil. We give pencils out, don't we, union officials? Have you given an MC bus <laughs> Well, listen, what, what's so we cut to a track and then we'll get yep. a bit of job news, eh? What do you got there? Gam- uh, gambler. Train bound for nowhere. I met up with a gambler. We were both too tired to sleep, so we took turns of staring out the window at the darkness. The boredom overtook us, and he began to speak. He said, Son, I've made a life out of reading people's faces and knowing what the cards were by the way they held their eyes. So if you don't mind my saying I can see you're out of aces For a taste of your whiskey I'll give you some advice So I handed him my bottle And he drank down my last swallow Then he bummed a cigarette And asked me for a light And the night got deathly quiet And his face lost all expression Said if you're gonna play the game, boy, you gotta learn to play it right. You got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them, know when to walk away, and know when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. There'll be time enough for counting when the dealing's done. Every gambler knows that the secret to surviving Is knowing what to throw away, knowing what to keep Cause every hand's a winner and every hand's a loser And the best that you can hope for is to die in your sleep And when he finished speaking, he turned back toward the window Crushed out his cigarette Faded off to sleep And somewhere in the darkness The gambler he broke even But in his final words I found an ace that I could keep You got to know when to hold them Know when to fold them Know when to walk away And know when to run You never count your money When you're sitting There'll be time enough for counting When the dealing's done You got to know when to hold Know when to fold Know when to walk away And know when to run You never count your money When you're sitting
sitting at the table, there'll be time enough for counting. When the dealing's done, you got no when to hold them, no when to fold them, no when to walk away, and no when to run. You never count your money when you're sitting at the table. And there it was, the gambler. Good pick there, Campo. Mate, that come from one of the boys at Westgate and said they've got to know when to hold them and when to fold them down there. They do. I suppose we could uh, line that with ProBuild too. They've had a pretty pretty tough couple of weeks, haven't they, ProBuild? I think they, they, they tried to hold them and then, yeah, they obviously folded. Now they're folded. <laughs> I suppose we should touch on the ProBuild thing. It's pretty big around the industry. It's obviously big for the unions too because a lot of members involved and... There's been, um, yeah, you know, there's been Deloitte's have uh, been in there trying to sort out the shit fight, and uh, there's been a couple of they advertised it for sale last Saturday, and there's been I think four or five people in there bidding to try and get control of it, or what's left of it, or whatever. And I think it might be this is you know not gospel, but I think it's about down to two two people now. Uh, I don't think I'm allowed to give out names, but anyway, but but. It's one bloke's looking pretty serious about it, but he's not taking all the jobs on. Why would you? Because a lot of them have lost a lot of money or nearly finished. So he's hand-picking the jobs. And um, uh, one of my area, which is at Caulfield, opposite the Caulfield Racetrack, Caulfield Village, is uh, the, the developers come in, uh, the Beck Group or Beckton or Beck um, have come in, old Max Beck and his son Sam, and they've uh, made an offer to take over all the boys, pay all their... All their all the uh, wages and holidays and all that and fix up the subby so they can bat on. So that's what's in, on the table at the moment, but still not finalised because, you know, as I said, Deloitte's have got to rubber stamp everything, make sure it's all done. But it's been an absolute shit fight because uh, some, are getting taken, some jobs are getting taken over, some aren't. So it's a bit of a bit of a problem for the union, but we're, we're battling our way through it. Yeah, we'll get through it, and obviously, it's a sad, sad to see a good company like ProBuild go under too. You well, know, that's right. Yeah. Members work for him for many years. Always been a good union company as well. So, yeah, we couldn't. Um, we if we had more like ProBuild. The they used to be a lot better. You know, well, not now because they're all broke. But well, no. But I'm just saying that what you said is correct. I mean, we didn't have too many issues with them, did we? No, nah, it's all good. And, and now, now we've got plenty of issues. But anyway, that's just another hurdle for us. But anyway, we'll get through it. Everyone gets picked up, and you know. It, it is, you know, there's a lot of companies that are still feeling the effect from COVID as well, you know what I mean? So, yeah. you know, we've had, so far this year, we've had ABD, now ProBuild, you know. COVID, we've COVID. Had the price of materials has gone through the roof. Yeah, I know that's killing a lot of the subbies at the moment. Yeah. When they price the job, you know, the, the, the steel and the, and the st- uh, concrete stuff was half the price it is when they finish it, so how do you, how do you allow for that? Well, I don't know, but... Uh, I, was, I was talking to a builder during the week, and um, I was talking to a couple of builders, and they all saying the same thing, they're putting pressure on the um, master builders, because it seems like the builders are taking a lot of the risk, and the developers are walking away from the risk, Yeah, and they're getting burned with too much, too much risk. And just losing out, you know yeah. what I mean? Which if well, they lose out, we we lose out. That's right. And, there's a, and the the big bidding wars start, started for Chadston again. There's two hundred and thirty million dollar job starting at Chadston. I think they've got to have the, the prices in this week, and apparently they're still going for it. Pro build, so that's part of their package. Oh, sweet! Work that out. So anyway, it's a lot of things. It's like a chessboard, but a lot of things have got to be put in place. But hopefully, stay tuned, and we'll keep you up to date with that. Yep. 
What else has been happening? Well, mate, uh, oh, mate, Clark Cranes. Oh, please. please. Well, I went in three jobs last week, and all the Clark Cranes on, not one of them was working. Well, I've got one. Broken down. I've got one better than that. I've got a crane up in um, Box Hill. They yep. told the builder, the builder's ma- Maven, here's your green sticker. We've got it all certified. It's all signed off. Um, it's all commissioned. It's ready to go. Crane's been operating for two weeks. The boys are in the crane. The next minute, Clark's crane bloke walks up and goes, they go, what are you doing here, mate? And he goes, I'm here to commission the crane. So <laughs> didn't have any of the paperwork. Didn't have any of it properly signed off or any of the green sticker. And I've had it operating for two weeks. So what does that tell you? Pretty ordinary, mate, on behalf of Maybet and Clarks. Oh, it is, isn't it? It's just... You, the driver, I was talking to the driver, he goes, mate, I couldn't believe it. Yeah, well, the green stick of those that listen, it's, it's, it's like a third party. So once the uh, builders commission the crane to go up and the crane, crane mob put it up, there's a third party come in to do a green certificate to make sure everything's, you know, they follow all the, all the procedures and everything's safe and, and right. So just so... If you're, if you're a builder, you know nothing about cranes. It's just another set of eyes going over the crane so they can say it's all commissioned and the green certificates on it. The boys are swinging over the top of people all day, so you want to make sure it's pretty right. Hmm. And, uh, you know, there's been a few things go wrong over the years with the tower cranes. So, but so that's, that's the idea of the green certificate. The only trouble is the only bloke that doesn't want to put it on is Clark Cranes. Exactly. Shock horror. Shock horror. We've seen, seen what's happened on his jobs in the past. We have. All right. Now, I noticed the sectary and Christy Kane's been getting around a few jobs during the week. I have a few meetings. I, I had the boys out there at Box Hill. Oh, I had. So now he's going to give me shit about that, aren't you? But, no, uh, no, no. <laughs> I was going to say, don't name the job. because. Yeah. Obviously, we had a meeting, um, meeting at Box Hill. So we had a big meeting and it was, it's on social media. So, yeah. So I know the secretary's... Um, Johnny, he's, he loves having meetings. He's been into all the organisers, so you'll see him out and about. I know Chrissy Kane, if you ever heard him speak, he's pretty passionate. and It was good to get him out there and speak into the membership. I think that we went for it was like a two hour meeting, so oh, had a fair crack. So we got them both together, the daily double. So, yeah, but not, um, not sure. How would you go make the speech like that at half time, mate? Two hours, do you reckon you go that long, Adam? Oh, I think there'd be a few asleep. I've got a bit of a monotone voice anyway, so. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, they're getting the executive out, aren't they, Campo? Getting yeah. the executive out, going around having a few meetings, getting the... I know John's passionate about that and making sure the yeah. organisers are out there doing meetings as well, you know, toolboxes yeah. and that, which is all good. So, obviously, we're getting back to normal after COVID, you know. Yeah. And there's a lot of stuff going on with the union. Like, we've got elections coming up. We've got everything coming up. EBA you know? again. EBA's getting... They've already started. I was talking... The executive have already started talks. F- feels like we've just stopped we the finished. last campaign. Yeah, we haven't yeah, finished, yeah, so. yeah. So there's a bit going on. Um, what else we got, the old mate? Oh, Robbo from Icon. Oh. Special cheerio to Robbo. Yeah, we had um, Robbo's there, shop steward up at Bendigo uh, for Icon. Um, had a bloke have a heart attack on the job, and Robbo brought him back to life. You know, CPR and all that got him back to life. So good shout out to Robbo. Good shout out to the training centre. CFMU trained. That's what it's all about. So I reckon I've had them. Yeah, look at that. Cheer. Where'd you find that? Um, didn't should have given that to our special guest, but he got nothing. But anyway, um, yeah. Well, Robbo, that's a great performance, and I mean, they, they said that the bloke wouldn't have been alive if Robbo hadn't done what he did, and uh, that's what our training units for. They train up our members, train up the first aid. I don't mean people over the years they've saved, you know, and pu- people of the public. They're all all trained up in the in the all the first aid and all that, a bit like me and Campo. 
Yep. Aren't. <laughs> oh, no, I'm first aid, mate. I got my silver medallion, too. I was a lifeguard at one stage. <laughs> I'd like to see you the budgie smugglers, mate. Oh, I tell you what, it's it'd be scary. scary. <laughs> <laughs> no, anyway, but I mean, look, it's a good effort and all that, and we, we have a bit of a laugh about it, but at the end of the day, people trained up can make a big difference, you know, and uh, save little kids and all that. And obviously, while we're talking about the training setting, ring up, book yes. in if you want to do it. I know they've made it, speaking to, we had the branch council meeting the other week and we did speak about it, but they've made a bit of flexibility in the courses and all that. So ring up, put your name down and get in, you know, get some tickets and, you know, get in amongst it. Yeah, that's right, mate. They have, they've made a big difference. I mean, they've changed things around. You can, I think, get trained up now in the RDOs. I think they're having a look at it. Saturdays. Saturdays. Uh, during the week at night and all that. Christmas holidays, I think they're looking at the you know yeah. breaks so as well. Get, so you can get the tickets you want and get properly trained because that is the proper training down at the Surf and Mew Training Unit in Port Melbourne. It's not one of those tickets you buy. You know, when you go out and driving the machinery or doing the first aid, you want to make sure you're doing it right because you don't have an accident or, or cause someone else some harm. So the Surf and Mew Unit's the way to go. And I believe they're setting up a website at the moment so if people pull out of courses, you might be able to just slip straight in, you know what I mean? If you're not doing much as well, so keep an eye out for that. Scallywags, mate. We've got a few here. Got a few. I just do, do want to give a big shout out because we had another big young activist on the week, uh, during the week, and there was a hundred or so. So the boys are doing another fantastic effort there with the young activists. So get involved. Young activists are flying, flying they are. Flying. Uh, Westgate. Westgate. Which well, is a bit of confusion there yesterday, wasn't it? It's a bit of a confusion. So they stopped the freeway. Well, they stopped the freeway. You know, yeah. that's um no no pa- paperwork for the beams. No paperwork for the precast. No birth certificates, and then so that got jammed, or they couldn't do anything because they were trying to find the paperwork. They couldn't supply it. Got jammed, all right, didn't it? And then <laughs> the actual, you know, the concrete barriers they lift out in the road because when they're doing a bridge beam, they've got to shut down some of the lanes. So they didn't actually have the proper what they clutches, call it, clutches clutches to yeah. lift them. So they put them out there and they couldn't lift them back in, and then took them three hours or four hours to find the lifters and then they're blaming the CFMEU for the Westgate. It was backed up to Werribee, but... So we'll give them a, a special mention. Clark's Cranes. Clark's Cranes, obviously for what we said, you know, and just being, you know... Clark's Cranes. Clark's Cranes. Um, another one for Westgate Bridge Maintenance as well. They're, they're doing the maintenance there. They're actually spreading... The gravel they've been spreading around has got uh, silica in it. They've been spreading around... Silicosis. The job, silicosis and asbestos. So what they've been Jeez. spreading around the job has got both. So <laughs> The daily double. Daily double with CPP. We've got Maben for letting the crane go up without yep. the green certificate. Exactly. Uh, Suki Lala's. Have we got any Sookies? You can. You, you got any Sookies? You know, Adam. Come on, mate. There must be someone Sook there. Who's the biggest Sook down the footy club? Uh, not too sure, actually. Probably me after our performance in our practice match last week. <laughs> oh, okay, well you let us Sook. That's all right. So, what about? Well, you got any Sookies? You got any Sookies, mate? Well, who's Sookin'? Who do you reckon oh, Sookin'? Oh, there'd be someone Sookin', isn't there? Well, Clark's me Sookin'. He oh. loves to Sook after he's this. I tell you, who was Sookin'? John Holland, you got to give it to, when you get the premier ring up on the news, apologising for their their fuck up with the Westgate about right. the traffic. That's pretty good. All right, so we give. Uh, what are we doing? Who's got the scallywags? Well, John Holland. John Holland, and so they've got the Sookie Lala. They've got the Daily Double. I reckon give them the Daily Double. Jeez, they're getting signing up already, haven't they? We nearly have to start blowing someone else just to balance. No, the yeah, oh, well, that'll happen. Don't worry about that. 
All right, thanks for coming there, Adam, today, and uh, coming to the Concrete Gang, and uh, we are sponsors of the of the team, so always give us a plug when you when you got you revving the boys up, just point the the gorilla sign or something to say that's what'll happen if you don't play well or something. But uh, good luck for the season, and uh, I think we'll have a good season. Yeah, no worries at all. Thanks for having me. Um, I know the boys listen to the show and really enjoy your commentary. Um, so yeah, thanks for that. Thanks for the support, and um, yeah, go the borough. Good on you, mate. All right, we'll go in the same old way. Dare to struggle. Dare to win. If you don't fight, you lose. And it's good morning from the Concrete Gang. We're going out with uh, Paul Kelly. They got married early, never had no money. Then when he got laid off, they really hit the skids He started up his drinking Then they started fighting He took it pretty badly She took both the kids She said, I'm not standing by To watch you slowly die So watch me walking Out the door Out the door at the door, at the door. She went to her brothers, got a little power. He went to the battery, he stayed about a year. Then he wrote a letter, he said, I want to see ya. She thought it sounded better, she sent him up the fair. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. 
For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.